Hi, I'm George Stalker, and this is Last Week in .NET. So let's talk about what happened last week in .NET. Microsoft released details about MAUI, their codename for .NET 6. .NET 6 is when Mono and .NET 5, aka .NET Core, come together in a unified toolchain and platform, and they're calling it MAUI. That's a bit on the nose, don't you think? MAUI is the character from Moana that started, failed, stopped, started, failed, stopped, and started again, and finally succeeded. I hope Microsoft does too. Something that I'll end up saying a thousand times because naming is hard. .NET Core is now .NET 5, and .NET Framework and .NET 5 are completely incompatible things. Somebody took the Java JavaScript comparison a bit too far. In case you haven't heard that one, Java is to JavaScript like car is to carpet. .NET 5 is finally succeeding in bringing together Mono and .NET. Microsoft succeeding in bringing together Mono and .NET will be a win for everyone. If you want cross-platform mobile applications using .NET, you're currently stuck with Xamarin Forms and Mono. And since .NET game developers rely on Unity, and Unity relies on Mono, this will be a win for everyone. And I'll be happy to see them finally be able to move to .NET 5, since .NET Core, again, now .NET 5, is a lot faster than the old framework in Mono. Big news here is Xamarin Forms will now be a first-class citizen in .NET, and cross-platform forms will now be possible. This is huge, if I'm reading it right. XAML is back, too. Shout out to everyone who learned XAML only to be crushed by the demise of Silverlight. Let's all pour one out for Silverlight. Bill Wagner, a senior content developer for .NET at Microsoft. Wait, did they just get rid of developer advocates? Isn't a senior content developer just a developer advocate? Is nothing safe for Microsoft's marketing team? Anyway. Bill sat down and spoke on the No Dogma podcast about .NET 6, codenamed MAUI. Speaking of .NET 5, .NET 5 Preview 6 has been released. I'm also incrementing the Can We Please Move to Calendar version encounter? This release fixes a number of issues, especially in EF Core and the .NET 5 SDK. For the five people that use F Sharp, apparently F Sharp 5 Preview 6 is also out. I would like to thank the marketing team at Microsoft for having at least one language on the same version number as the platform now. The two holdouts are, of course, the ones everyone use, which is C-Sharp at version 9 and VB.NET at version 16. Also, VB.NET now supports .NET Core. I didn't know that, so I'm going to have to check that out. Now, this update makes me happy because F-Sharp has always felt, well, ignored by Microsoft. Seeing them get updates for .NET 5 is great. Thank you, Microsoft. Now on to EF Core. Entity Framework Core version 5 preview 6 is out. And once again, it feels like the Microsoft teams are all like, let's spin to the platform version. And others are like, yeah, screw that. Personally, I'm team platform version. Anyway, from the blog post. This release includes split queries for related collections, a new index attribute, improved exceptions related to query translations, IP address mapping, exposing transaction ID for correlation, and more. 
Now, the interesting part to me is the index attribute. This support has been in Entity Framework 6.2, and now it's finally in Entity Framework Core as a version 5.0. In typical MSDN fashion, the API's usage is an exercise left for the reader. In the this is scary, but could be useful department. EF Core 5 Preview 6 also released Split Queries support, which previously existed in Entity Framework 6. Split Queries will admit separate data readers to retrieve data using the .includes method for when you include a relation. On the one hand, it makes query optimization easier. On the other hand, it introduces a lot of magic, and when you see Split Queryable of T, you now need to understand that you're hitting the database with separate queries. If you use split queries, drop me a note. Let me know how you feel about them. But the DBA in me is nervous about consistency. The .NET Foundation has finished up their nominations and will hold an election on July 21st. There are six board seats open. And the nominees are Ben Adams, Bill Wagner, remember that senior content developer I talked about above, Denny DeClerc, Dahanjay Kumar, Hei Fwing, Jamie Howarth, Javier Lozano, Jay Harris, Jeff Strauss, another Jeff, Jeffrey Chilberto, Jerome Hardaway, Joseph Wandagno, Layla Porter, Mitchell Sellers, Rainer Stropek, Rodney Littles II, Rodrigo Diaz Concha, and Sean Wildermuth. I sincerely apologize if I butchered your name. Please drop me a note and let me know how to pronounce it, and I'll fix it for the next broadcast. You can also read about the nominees on the .netfoundation.org website. And best of luck to everyone who has no idea what they're getting into. Speaking of elections, Stack Overflow is holding elections for the first time after 37 moderators left the Stack Exchange network and four moderators left Stack Overflow during the great moderator exodus of 2019. Now, I was one of those moderators. And this is a sordid story best told on its own. Over wine. Lots and lots of wine. If you want me to go deeper into that story in a future podcast, post a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Or if you end up reading this newsletter in its email form, reply with the question, how many times can a company shoot itself in the foot? Anyway, those nominations close on midnight July 13th UTC which roughly translates to 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on July 12th. I think. Date math is hard. Also, I apologize to any past projects or teams for advocating the use of UTC time for display. Save your user sanity by storing dates in UTC and displaying them in local time. The Winget AppGet debacle continues. Did you remember the time that Microsoft loved Keevan's work on AppGet? invited him out to Microsoft for an interview, ghosted him, copied several architectural features of his project, and then the night before build, called him to tell him they were releasing a competitor to his .NET open source project they were calling Winget? No? Oh. Anyway, Keevan, the author of AppGet, sat down to a talk on Fosbytes about AppGet and more. That's spelled B-Y-T-E-S, not B-I-T-E-S. Again, Naming is hard. You can read about that at the Fosbytes website. I can appreciate the financial savvy exhibited here by Microsoft. Companies typically pay tens of thousands of dollars to someone who helps shave off months of development time. Microsoft got all that work for a steal. Typically, this work pays well, and we call it consulting. 
But if you run an open source project, it's called thanks for the free work and fuck you. Hang on, my fact checker is telling me that Microsoft, apparently in exchange for the months of design direction, Keevan helped them knock off and the hundreds of developer hours saved through his work, was credited in a readme file on the Winget project on June 3rd, 2020. Way to go, Microsoft. Hey, Keevan, show that readme file to your landlord for 0% off next month's rent. In the This is a pretty freaking cool library of the week segment, have you heard of Polly? No, not the Jennifer Aniston character in that early 2000s romantic comedy. I'm talking about the open source library. Polly is a library that's meant to be used wherever you would make a network call to another service. For instance, if you use microservices. If you cross a network boundary, you want to wrap that call in something like Polly. You could, of course, reinvent the circuit breaker pattern, but then you just have to maintain it. Save electricity, save the earth, use Polly instead. This is not a sponsored ad. I just really like Polly. And that's what happened last week in .NET. Okay, technically the last two weeks, but July 4th was a holiday, and nobody kept up with what happened the week before July 4th either. I'm George Stocker, and I help .NET teams double their productivity. I won't tell you how, because then you'll think I'm a member of the TDD cult. But I'm not. But TDD can help your team save time, money, and result in a workday where you actually get to leave at 5 p.m. Visit www.doubleyourproductivity.io to learn more. If you liked this podcast, please leave a five-star review, forward it to your friends, and ask them to subscribe at podcast.lastweekend.net. If you hated this podcast, please forward it to your enemies. Thanks.